Hey Jeepers, on this week's XJ Talk Show, we hear about the record number of recalls plaguing the auto industry this year and how the Jeep we all love to hate has taken over Japan. We play some voicemails, we spread some of that beautiful YouTube love, and you'll get a peek into the mind of the one, the only, Nikki G. Aren't you the lucky one? And Steve gives us the lowdown on airing down on Jeep tips, and Tony shares with us what major change is in his Jeep's future, and I'll show you guys what I'll be putting on my Jeep here very soon. So be sure to tune in to the next XJ Talk Show. The XJ Talk Show is for entertainment purposes only. Any advice or information provided on this show should be verified by alternative sources prior to making any changes or modifications to your vehicle. We are not experts, just people that enjoy the Jeep hobby and don't mind talking endlessly about it. P.S. We love you. Hey, stud. It's time for the XJ Talk Show. Now, here's my two favorite boys. Tony and Josh. <laughs> First week in G. Well, guys, as you've uh, noticed over the last, well, 10 months or so, it's been a record year for recalls. And Jeep, well, they've contributed their fair share. One in five cars now on the road in the U.S. has been recalled this year. According to CNNMoney.com, the 52 million recalls, that's million with a B, in 2014 far exceeds the previous record of 30.8 million. That's a lot. And I'm not going to do the math because I was told there was no math. That record was held in 2004. So as you can see, it's been 10 years since we've even gone anywhere near that number. CNN Money said citing estimates from Stericycle, which helps automakers manage the recalls. General Motors accounts for slightly more than half the recalls and in many ways participated in the obsession with them. After it admitted it had been slow to recognize ignition problems in older GM compacts, now blamed in 27 deaths. GM vowed to be more aggressive about recalls. That likely forced other automakers to follow suit, such as Jeep Chrysler. Greater diligence is only one reason for the 544 different recall notices this year, or roughly two a day if you average it out. But again, I told you there would be no math. CNN Money said modern vehicles are vastly more complex and can lead to more problems. We all want our cars to do far more than what they have done in the past. Mike Rosenbeiger, Jägermeiger, I have no idea what his last name is. Jägermeister, Mike Jägermeister, a vice president at Stericycle, told CNN Money, it takes a lot of gadgets to make that happen, and that adds to complexity. Last week, Chrysler announced a recall of 300,000 Jeep Wranglers. That's a lot of Jeep Wranglers, because their heated power side mirrors could develop a short circuit that could spark a fire. Good thing for most of us XJ owners, we don't have heated mirrors. Jeep has conquered Japan, much like Godzilla. The new Cherokee is the first American car to make the top 10 of Japan's car of the year list. Automotive News reports the small SUV joined the Mercedes C-Class, BMW i3, and Peugeot 308 on the traditionally domestic heavy list. As for what this means for Fiat Chrysler Automobile's bottom line, yeah, probably not too much. While Jeep has been the top-selling U.S. automaker in Japan for several years, last year it delivered just 5,274 total, compared to Toyota's 104. Well, I'm sorry, 1,480,577. That's a big difference. Now, this is all according to IHS Automotive. Jeep sells that many Cherokees alone in the U.S. about every 10 days. <laughs> Seriously, people, stop buying these things. Still, it's not a bad feather in the cap for America's most patriotic brand. 
Hey, if you guys would like to submit a story to be aired on This Week in Jeep, or if you have a response to any one of our stories that we've aired on This Week in Jeep, please give us a call or send an email to newstips at xjtalkshow.com. xjtalk.com is where you go when you're not off-road. And now you can go to xjtalk.com when you're off-road too. Using your smartphone, install the Tap a Talk app, then search for xjtalk. Take XJ Talk with you wherever you go. Jury duty, dinner with your spouse's parents, even, well, anywhere you need your XJ Talk fix. We welcome and look forward to your questions and comments. Dial 530-675-4102 and leave your message on our 24 by 7 voicemail. The XJ Talk Show is now available on iTunes. Subscribe and leave a review. Also, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Today's podcast brought to you by Audible.com. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or your MP3 player. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial over at audibletrial.com slash Show. Ah, YouTube love. Gotta spread that YouTube love, guys. We're knocking on the door of 200,000 views, and you guys are to blame. Well, actually, we gotta give you guys the credit, and that's exactly what we do here in this spot. We pull four out of our list of new subscribers every week, and we spread the love and pay a little homage, give them a shout-out. You can get on the list, too. All you gotta do is subscribe. Yep, just go over to YouTube.com slash XJTalk. We got uh, 200, I'm not sorry, 200, 624, 22. Somewhere around 620. Hey, let's, let's start off with uh, number one. It's Crazy Bronco 93. We've got w, uh, VW Fool Y. Uh, Amari. Juma. And Brian Ortiz. You guys got to stick around for next week when we have the hardest name list that we've ever had <laughs> on this part of the show. So we've kind of been not going to those before now, right? We're down to those. Uh, I think it's just luck of the drugs. <laughs> I looked at the list and I kind of shook my head and did a face palm and said, well, next week is going to be awfully fun. We got to We got to do it. You know, we can't just leave people out because their names are difficult. No, it's not. Speaking of difficult, let's get to our voicemails. <laughs> Segway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is Tony. And this is Josh from the XJ Talk Show. We want to thank you for calling our 24-7 voice line. Yes, we do. Just leave your first name and your question or comment. There's no guarantee, but we may play your message on the podcast. Oh, and don't worry about keeping it clean. We'll take care of that. Now it's your turn to speak at the beep. Hey, this is Nikki D. And uh, I'll talk about the Ebola outbreak that we've been having it is pushing us just one step closer to the zombie apocalypse uh-huh. which uh yeah. all us jeep owners look forward to that we can just drive wherever we want to whenever we want to but uh one thing about the zombie apocalypse <laughs> is that we'll no longer have a use for paper money well we'll, we'll have a use for paper money but not its intended purpose <laughs> but uh i know what he's talking about instead of paper money it's gonna the new currency is gonna be uh jeep parts mm. so a gallon of milk is now gonna cost uh two crank position sensors and a spark plug which <laughs> is better than last year's prices of two crank position sensors and a vacuum line 
All right, guys. I will chat at you later. You have a good one. Bye. I can see that. Paper money is going to be used for wiping. I already I know where he was going with that. Exactly. <laughs> it's a good time to have uh, some Obama money uh, just in time for the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Well, uh, gee, Josh, uh, this is kind of exciting. We didn't do an Amazon You Bought What segment last week. We had everything so jam-packed with interviews and uh, tips that you could use and all kinds of stuff. So uh, we get to do our Amazon You Bought What tonight. And, well, we got something exciting to talk about, too. That's right. It's brought to you by NOCO. It's the company that makes the Genius Boost Charger. And we're going to be talking about that throughout the show tonight. How powerful is the NOCO Genius Boost Lithium Jump Starter? We removed the battery from the 6-liter V8 engine and hooked Boost directly to the battery case. 400 amps of pure starting power packed into an ultra-safe, mistake-proof Lithium Jump Starter. NOCO Genius Boost. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Ooh, that was scary. I got goosebumps. <laughs> Amazon.com and the XA Talk Show present You Bought What? What kind of a, what the hell dang deal is this, Josh? Well, for our new listeners, guys, we uh, have a great relationship with Amazon.com. If you guys don't know what Amazon.com is by now, well, you're going to have to get those fingers to work on that keyboard of yours. Amazon.com is pretty much the one and only place to go for buying, well, pretty much anything you could possibly think of. And uh, how this works is you head over to xjtalk.com or xjtalkshow.com. You click on the Amazon banner that you see there right on the main page. It takes you straight to amazon.com where you can buy anything that you want. A new TV, a new Jeep part, well, or something for the bedroom maybe. You guys have done a very good job of, well, covering all the bases. Let's just put it that way. We get a curveball every now and again. We have a lot of fun with it. We get a list of all the stuff that has been bought in. There we got to throw that in there. And uh, But the thing is, is that Amazon doesn't tell us who is buying what. All we get to see is what has been purchased. And, uh, and with this relationship, well, we get a small little kickback. Now, you guys don't spend a single dime more, not a red cent. But it's a great way for you guys to help support the XJ Talk Show. And, of course, XJTalk.com helps us keep the lights up here and, well, bringing you guys new material every week. So... Without further ado, Tony and I have got, well, about a half a dozen or so items we pull off the list. Ones that either, uh, you know, really are up there as far as dollar amount goes or that, uh, well, deserve a little bit of uh, special attention, as it were. Hey, real quick, Josh, I thought I'd mention stick uh, with us to the end of this segment because we're going to tell you how to win one of the Genius Boost chargers or, well, it's actually a charger and a jump starter for your car, your Jeep. You're oh shit bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in that video that you just saw, if you guys are watching the live video uh, or have uh, headed over to uh, TonyandJosh.com or checking out our YouTube channel, you guys see that video of one of these things in action. We'll be talking a little bit more about it after this segment, so stick around. So first on the list, I love the stuff that you guys purchase out of the automotive section. I always, you know, I'm a gearhead. I love the gadgets and, and all this sort of stuff. And, and this one I thought was pretty cool. This is a uh, Eye Your Life uh, LED off-road light bar. This is a flood and spot combo beam. Uh, this is about a $100 unit, and uh, it, this obviously goes from the 10 to 30-volt range. So uh, even some of those 24-volt BMW or semis can run these lights as well. 300 watts and over 30,000 lumens coming out of this thing. Uh, it does have a 60-degree flood beam pattern, 
30-degree spot beam, optional waterproof casing. It's, of course, white light coming out of the thing. It's got a black body, and it has 103-watt high-intensity LEDs packed into this small package. Uh, and the uh, whole package does include one of these 300-watt LED spot flood combo light bars and the ability to blind even the most cunning of ninjas. <laughs> stars not included. Uh, although I bet you they would be seeing stars. You know, it's uh, I paid like 250 bucks for the one that, that I have, and I think it was 288 watts and uh, uh, close to the the three uh, the thir- uh, the 30,000 lumens, but not quite. So, 100 bucks. That's amazing. I'd I'd like to see huh. that one in action. And I think that would even qualify for free shipping. Yeah. Uh, well, if if you're a Prime member, you uh, it, and the item is uh, is available for Prime members, that it's always free shipping. I love Prime. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, I thought this was just just damned amazing. Somebody bought a Borla cat back exhaust system from Amazon. Uh, they got a great price on it because they uh, showed the list price at over seven hundred dollars, but they got it for five hundred and sixty nine dollars. Hey, this stuff is made of corrosion resistant. Uh, aircraft quality stainless steel, uh, w- which will dis- uh, decreases the fatigue incurring on these parts during uh, high performance issues. Uh, Borla uses patented straight through it, uh, through multi core technology, help increase the horsepower and torque. Precision manufactured using air qua- aircraft quality stainless steel, guaranteed to look like new for one million miles. That's million with a B. You keep saying that. It confuses the hell out of people. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is just amazing. Now, I would like to think this is for a Jeep, but, you know, it, it could be for anything, uh, whatever it fits or whatever you can make fit. But, uh, wow, somebody uh, really thought of us nice, Josh, when they went and, and dumped uh, $569 over there at, uh, at Amazon. Thank you for thinking of us before you uh, hit the uh, checkout button. Yeah, definitely a big thank you uh, for that purchase right there. The Borla is some good stuff, guys. Definitely Mm -hmm. has a very unique, distinctive sound. Well, to go along with that light that I was talking about earlier, we've got the LED light bar wiring harness. This is a, it comes with a 40-amp relay, and on-off switch, and it's only about $17. Well, just under $18, actually. Has an illuminated on-off switch, 40-amp power relay, a 30-amp blade fuse, more than 8 feet of wiring to put the switch, well, just about anywhere from uh, where your lights are located, two sets of power connectors to light fixtures, and enough length to hang yourself with after you can't figure out how to hook it all up. <laughs> you know, I think I used uh, LMC uh, truck harness on my, my headlights, uh, and uh, that worked out really well, but boy, it wasn't 17 bucks. It was uh, like 40 or so after, uh, after shipping. But, yeah, I uh, paid about that much for my uh, Putco uh, E-Auto Works harness or, or whatever it is, uh, but yeah, yeah, good stuff. So uh, if you guys have been following us on uh, our Radio Comtech segments, uh, you know that uh, uh, a couple of us here are hams, and one of us uh, who we won't make, you know name, but his initials are Josh, uh, isn't a ham radio operator yet. So uh, this might be a good book for Josh, and I don't know, maybe Josh b- bought this book. It's Ham Radio for Dummies. It wasn't even 20 bucks, guys, $19.07. It's an ideal first step for learning about ham radio. And, and I'm not talking about the Christmas ham, guys. This is a amateur radio that we're talking about. Uh, it goes beyond operating wirelessly. Today's uh, ham radio operators can transmit data, pictures, use internet, laser, microwave transmitters, uh, able to travel to places uh, high and low to make contacts. 
you know, that's that's called uh, DXing. You go out on these expeditions and uh, work these little bitty islands that are just, just above water level. I don't even know how they do it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Josh is actually showing that up on the screen for you folks that are yeah. listening on the podcast. I have this book on my phone. Oh, do you? That's great. Yes, I, I bought this about a year ago, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yes, I've I've gotten uh, I've gotten oh I've skimmed every chapter, but I've actually only fully read about three of the chapters. So um, it, there, it is a substantial book, folks, uh, and it has a ton of information in it. If you're even considering picking up ham radio uh, as a hobby or um, or getting your certification, I would highly recommend this book. Yep, and uh, Josh, you probably need to eat more meat, more red meat. That way you'd spend more time in the bathroom and you'd have more time to read the book. Right, you're <laughs> absolutely right, because that's about the only place that I, I get to that. <laughs> so so again, thanks for uh, thinking of us uh, and uh, clicking on that Amazon uh, banner before you going over there and making your purchases. Now, one of you was thinking of us probably inappropriately when you purchased <laughs> this item, and uh, and I, I I always want to you know make special attention uh, to to these sort of items because these are the kind of curveballs that we ask you guys to keep throwing us, and somebody went out of their way to do just that. Now, how this uh, particular item got into the health and personal care appliances uh, division of Amazon, I have no idea. But it is called the Evolved Third Degree Hardcore Playing Cards Set. Now, ordinarily, we'd maybe post up a picture of uh, something like this, but uh, let's just say it's not safe for work. Third Degree Hardcore Playing Cards for Poker Night, or just about anywhere. It just got a whole lot hotter. Try this X-rated deck of provocative playing cards that will have you more than a little distractive from your next move. Each card features a top third degree actress, in a new tantalizing position with no holes barred. It is the only deck that makes you smile no matter what hand you're dealt. Playing cards, if you like going all in when you got some action, these are the playing cards for you. Annie up and place your bets on the most sought-after adult stars in X, Appearing in different positions on every single card, whether you prefer big breastesses, Plump rumps, fantasy fellatio, or the other kind of stuff. These gorgeous hotties deliver tantalizing images that will make you hit the jackpot every single time. So whoever's purchased these, you're going to have to invite me over for poker night. I'll bring the chips. I don't know. That just didn't sound right when you said invite me over for poker night. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. It just... You poker, you broader. Oh, man. It just... So you know, it, 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 I see these, I, I see these clever wordings in, in you know the, the porn type industry a lot, and I, yeah. I often think here's an English major that this quite couldn't make it in the outside world. Yeah, <laughs> I said I gotta work. I love I love the written words, so uh, let me uh, come up with these clever puns. I, you know, I, I certainly shouldn't be the one to knock clever puns. So. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> so no, this uh, this deck was only about five dollars and sixty three cents, and and this is exactly the kind of stuff that uh, well, I'm not going to say that we like to see, but uh, that we like to see. <laughs> yeah, so keep these kind of curveballs coming, guys. We love it. So uh, this is something you might want to think of as uh, more and more, uh, and I'm going to say ISIS wannabes uh, start uh, coming out of the woodwork. Uh, certainly, we've heard about the this happening in Canada, and uh, I personally think we're going to start hearing about it in the U.S. pretty soon. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, this is a Bushnell Trophy TRS-25 red dot sight rifle scope. And cool. Yeah, and uh, it's only 65 bucks, 64.99 to be exact, with free shipping. Even Doesn't matter if you're Prime member or not, free shipping. 
So uh, this is an amber bright high contrast lens coating. Uh, the front lens is uh, tinted amber. Tilted front lens reflects LED light to create a red dot. Uh, and if you guys aren't familiar with this, which I would think anybody that has a, an AR-15, an AK-47, this is a, a like an assault scope. It's nothing. It, it's not uh, a. Um, all it does is give you a quick way to see where your bullet's going to go. So it's like a. It, it's not a. Uh, I want to keep, keep wanting to say amplified. It's not a zoom scope. It just shows you. Uh, where the bullet's going to go with a little red dot. You look through it, you get your target acquisition very quickly. You use both eyes at the same time so that you can see a wide range and sweep over and take out a bad guy, sweep over, take a bad guy. You know, you guys have played Call of Duty. You know how it works. It's the same thing. Oh, yeah. So, uh, and Bushnell makes great optics. It's not uh, a Leopold or any of that stuff, but also, too, it's not $9 billion, and that's billion with a B. <laughs> <laughs> they, the, Bushnell, Bushnell's been around for a yeah. hundred years. I mean, I remember them when I was a kid. My grandfather had a uh, had had an old set. It was old back when I was just knee to a grasshopper set of their binoculars, and it was good stuff back then. Yeah, I got a. I actually got a couple of uh, nice Bushnell uh, uh, binoculars, and I'm I'm thinking about getting a uh, a Bushnell scope for my um, my long range weapon, but mm. uh, it's still nine hundred bucks. Oh. Goodness sakes! Yeah, but the the other ones I was looking at were three thousand, so nine hundred ain't so bad. I, it's just really hard to spend that much money for a scope that hangs on the wall. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so look well, at that thing; it's expensive. Yeah, here, give me another beer. Sorry, I can't afford one. You only get one. <laughs> hey, gotta pay look, for the scope. But- uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, this thing uh, is self-illuminating. Uh, like we said, uh, by Bushnell, if you've uh, if you've uh, uh, ever seen anything bu- through Bushnell, you know it's good quality scope. And uh, hey, just uh, run over to Amazon and pick you up one of these things and put it on your AR-15 uh, M16 if you got one, uh, or AK-47. So, or your Red Rider BB gun. Ooh, yeah, the the kids would like that. I guess you could even put it on an airsoft, couldn't you? They probably have those. Yeah. Pinaticky uh, Weaver mounts on uh, the airsoft stuff, and at this price, you can get one for every uh, every one in your collection. Put one on the on the top, the side, and the bottom. <laughs> you can just spin it while you, whichever yeah, way you, you want to go. You, you're all gangster, and you're holding it sideways. You can still, uh, you know, still get a good sight. <laughs> still get a good bead. Oh, gee, <laughs> what the hell is this? Oh, it's XJ Talk. Okay, I, I, I thought you had misspelled XJ Talk there at the bottom. <laughs> uh. Look, I know this, how to spell it by now. <laughs> just looking at the show notes, guys. That's don't don't freak out. I'm not uh, seeing things. <laughs> Jumper cables require social skills. You have to find someone nice enough to help you. Jump starters can be dangerous. Accidentally touch the clamps together or hook up to the battery backwards, and you're in for an explosive spark storm. Introducing NOCO Genius Boost, the compact yet powerful lithium jump starter that safely jump starts a dead battery in seconds. Get the world's first and only mistake-proof jump starter at GeniusChargers.com. <laughs> All righty. Yeah, uh, so we'd like to tell you how you can win one of these Genius Boost uh, charger slash jump starters. Can you believe something that small? I mean, that's near pocket size. I guess if you were wearing uh, some oversized pants or some uh, clown pants, that would be pocket size. But it's it's damn close. It's damn close this, to pocket size. I'm, I'm holding up a Galaxy S5 right now in comparison. It's only about, let's say, three to four times as thick and really not much bigger 
in width and length than a, than a, than a cell phone. This thing is literally that small, and it is absolutely 100% foolproof. You can hook this thing up backwards. You can hook it up to your earlobes or other <laughs> parts of your body, and it will not go until it is hooked up properly and to the right things, I might say. <laughs> it also has a built-in light, as I was demonstrating a little bit ago. also has a USB out and a USB in, meaning you can charge this thing just about anywhere, and you can also charge your cell phone. Not only that, but uh, it comes with the jumper cables. It comes with a uh, cigarette lighter dongle, so you can charge this thing on the go, in the car, wherever you want. Uh, and not only that, it is so powerful, you can actually jumpstart a 6-liter diesel engine, if you so have one, without even a battery in the vehicle. And you can do it 20 times over again. This thing packs a punch, and the charge lasts for a good solid year or more when it is fully charged. Some of the most state-of-the-art lithium-ion technologies going into these Genius Boost chargers. And guys, you can get your hands on one of these for absolutely free. All you got to do is head over to xjtalk.com slash noco. That is xjtalk.com slash noco. But you can't just go over there and just expect to win willy-nilly. No, <laughs> no. we're going to really require something from you. Not only do you need a membership, one, to go over there and post something, but we need to hear your guys' best dead battery story. That's right. You got a story about, well, you know, you're in the parking lot, you're the last one out of the store, and grandma off in the back 40s got a dead battery and you went and helped her out. That's pretty cool. Let's say you got stranded on the side of the freeway, had to spend the night in your car. Let us know about it. Tell us your best dead battery story and you can win a Genius Boost Charger from NOCO. Yeah, we've actually got several stories. We uh, we made that post out over there today. And, and if you guys aren't familiar, uh, I, I always get the feeling we kind of have a tendency to harp on this thing, but we, we hardly ever mention it anymore. XJTalk.com, a Jeep Cherokee site. Uh, we have uh, uh, sections on there for Wranglers. We've got sections on there for the 2014-2015 uh, uh, Cherokee. Uh, the, uh, the KKs, the, you know, the liberties, uh, just all kinds of Jeeps, but, uh, the site name is xgtalk.com. It's a great site. Uh, it's very friendly. There's no bashing. Uh, we do have fun. We give each other a hard time. Of course, you know, we're guys with Jeeps. That's, that's what's going to happen, but, uh, it's a friendly site, no dumb questions. And, uh, if you go over there and go to the xgtalk.com slash no co, that would be N O C O. You will be taken to the post that we made. And you, uh, you may have to sign up, uh, like Josh was saying, you're going to have to sign up for, for a membership if you're not already a member. Uh, chances are good that you're a member because we've got like over 4,000 members on the site. Yep, 4,000. So uh, just go over there and post up your dead battery story. We're not going to verify anything. So uh, nope. make it And good. that membership is 100% free, guys. Yes, it's not it going to cost you a single thing to sign up. There's no yearly dues or anything like that and uh, the bonus is well you get access to one of the web's best resources and some of the best pool of in of uh, in industry tech uh, techs mm -hmm. and and professionals that really know their jeep stuff it's basically the premier source and wealth of information that all that is all jeep so go over there put up your dead battery stories and josh and i will be reading some of those uh, posts online uh or the posts that are online on the show and uh, we will select what we think is the best one, and uh, uh, you you will get your Genius Boost sent to you directly from NOCO. Looks just like that. You'll be as giddy as a schoolgirl, and uh, if you have a significant other, I bet you it is going to be in their car. 
<laughs> yeah, no, this or, is something you're going to want to have in every vehicle, guys. So now's your time to go ahead and get your chance to win one of these. And guys, we're not going to be giving away just one of these. Mm-mm. We're actually going to be giving away several of them. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, this is something we're going to be doing quite often. Yeah, so stay- and, and it's going to be tied to the Amazon You, you Bought What segment, which is every other week. So every other week for the next several weeks, we're going to be giving away one of these things to a lucky xjtalk.com member because you're going to have to be an xjtalk.com member to be able to write down what happened to you with your dead battery story. So anyway, I think that's clear as mud. Hopefully you're going to win. We, we certainly look forward to hearing how great it performs for you. I can't believe that thing is 400 cold cranking amps and you can actually start an engine without a battery in the vehicle just by using that thing. That's just incredible to me, Josh. We truly are in the 21st century. Yeah, no, these things are, are absolutely amazing. And guys, I'm going to be doing a full review on this one here very soon, and I'm going to be putting it to the test. I'm planning on running this thing over. I'm planning on dropping this on the cement. I'm planning on kicking it down the street. And I'm planning on starting a Jeep Cherokee four-liter engine without a battery. And I'm going to do it more than once. We just found out what you bought. Oh, my God, I just can't believe that made it on the list. that's going to be interesting seeing that josh i hope you get a video of all that stuff oh yeah no absolutely and of course you guys can head over to xjtalk.com and find that video when it gets posted up and of course as soon as i do post that up uh we're going to be announcing it here on the show so uh, of course stay tuned to the show and find out when that's going to happen from the mind of Nikki g was a night like tonight and when they pulled the body from the twisted wreck he was missing his hands Uh oh (laughs) (laughs) this has been from the mind of Nikki G (laughs) that guy's always getting in trouble I swear (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's on a Homeland Security watch list. You know he's going to be on a Homeland Security watch list. (laughs) Well, something you guys want to watch out for is your tire pressure when you guys are Mm off-road. And as always, delivering some great tech info for us, we've got Steve 4.3 LXJ delivering us another Jeep Tips. And now for a disclaimer. Jeep Tips is for entertainment purposes only. If you choose to follow these tips, man up and take the responsibility for your own actions. If you cannot or you feel that working on your Jeep is beyond your abilities, seek the help or advice of a trained certified mechanic. Got a tip? We do. It's time for Jeep Tips. Today on Jeep Tips, I'd like to talk about something we have talked about before, but I think needs to be revisited from time to time, and that's tire inflation. Or we also might want to call it airing down. Now, why do we do this? I mean, what's with this uh, letting all the air out of your tires? Well, you don't let it all out. What you do is you let out enough so that your tire makes a bigger footprint and conforms to the terrain that it's on and gains more traction that way. And as a good example, for instance, if you compare the traction of a aired down tire, properly aired down tire, say on uh, dirt, loose dirt, or sand or snow 
you can get about three times the traction with an aired down tire that you can with an aired up tire. So there's a good reason for doing this off-road. And in fact, uh, when I travel in snow country, I air my tires down a little bit just so that the footprint is a little bigger and it allows me to have greater traction. And it's, I don't air it down so much in those situations that it would be harmful to tire. But I do air them down enough so that I can get better traction and, and drive safer. So with that in mind, how far do you air down? Well, that's a, a subjective question somewhat. Uh, on a 10 and a half inch wide tire uh, in the sizes that uh, we would normally have on a Cherokee or a Grand Cherokee, uh, 31 to 33 inches, uh, maybe up to 35. Um, but the narrower tires, 15 pounds is a good pressure to have. And maybe on a uh, 1250 by 35, we'd want to go down to about 12. The rule of thumb here is that you want to go down to where you're starting to get a little bit of a squish on the sidewall. And this is a good deal, uh, a good indicator with radials because they, they squish well due to the construction of the cords in the uh, sidewalls of the tires. It's a little tougher to judge with uh, a bias ply tire, but basically what you want to do is have the tire footprint uh, probably at least twice as long as it is when it's aired up. Now, how do you get this? Well, you can always pull the valve core out, but this usually results in a lot of lost valve cores. And uh, if you do this out on the trail, you're going to be trying to beg a valve core from somebody or be putting a spare on or pulling your core out of your spare or something. So it's really not a good idea. And I don't advocate this type of a thing uh, unless you've got you know, 44-inch tires or something like that that truly have a lot of air in them. Uh, they make some fancy uh, valve core extraction tools so that you don't lose the core and you can air up at the same time and all this kind of thing. And it, it does make it much, much faster on those larger tires. But I've only seen one XJ in person that had a 42-inch tire on it, so it's really not relevant. For us, anyway. But uh, the usual thing to do is just to uh, use some sort of device to do this. And uh, the first device we need to have is a tire gauge. Well, we haven't let any air out yet, but we need to know when to stop when we get there. Whether you use just a key to uh, depress the valve core or use some sort of device, you need to know how far to go. And you need to make them all the same. You don't want one tire at 12 pounds, one at 16 and the others in between somewhere. That's not going to work very well. And uh, it just makes it harder on your drivetrain. So what you want to do is to equalize your pressures. And to do this, you need a good tire gauge. I use a tire gauge with a circular dial on it, and hopefully Tony's going to put up a picture of one here. Several brands, AccuGauge makes them, uh, and I can't remember the brand of the last one I bought. But this type of tire gauge has a couple of features. One is the round dial on it so that you can always get a good idea of where you are, a visual idea, and you don't have to have your fine reading spectacles on to do that. And the other 
is that it has a little button on the side of it that relieves pressure. And if you get within one pound uh, of where your des desired pressure is, either going up or going down, you can use this little thing, hold your gauge on there and uh, punch the little button on the side and get that last pound out and get the pressure just right on the money there. And so these aren't too expensive. I carry them in my console along with a tool to take the air out for me. There's, I don't know, three different kinds of tools for this. Basically, one removes the core, and I really don't think that's relevant for the average uh, XJ driver or Grand Cherokee driver. Uh, we need something that is uh, not quite so sophisticated and cheaper. Uh, the kind that pull your core and allow you not to uh, lose them and reinsert them and and fill at the same time and all those kinds of good things run you about $60 up and they really aren't necessary just get a layer out of the tire. The one that I prefer is one, I've got a picture of one here, I think Terraflex was the inventor and uh, there are other brands that are cheaper I've seen in for 16 bucks on Amazon and uh, hopefully you'll visit that site through the XJ Talk link so that if you do buy one of these we can get a few cents in the coffers to keep XJ Talk on the air. These are just little things that you screw onto the valve stem and uh, it automatically depresses the core for you and it starts letting air out. It doesn't let it out real fast but you get four of them. Now, I have yet to use four of them myself. What usually ends up happening is I have somebody wheeling with me like my son or a friend or something like that, and they want to air down two, and they don't have anything to do with it. So what I do is I take two, I hand somebody two, and say, here. And then I demonstrate the way that I do it is I'll start on one corner, and I will screw one of these things on, and I'll wait about, 30 to 45 seconds and then I'll put another one on and then I'll go back and start looking at the first one and when it starts going down a little bit and I sort of know where my tires are at 15 psi I'll uh, start checking pressure and as soon as they get where they're supposed to be I unscrew the first one I walk around to another tire and put it on let the air out of that one, start letting it out, go back to the second one that I went to with that 30 to 45 second delay and start looking at it and checking pressure. As soon as that one is done, I pull the uh, deflator and I put it on the fourth one. And I don't know, it takes me about four minutes to get them all aired down, maybe five to uh, get them all aired down just right, and then I'm done. Screw it back together and uh, back in the console. And this is a, a useful thing uh, because you're always going to have a buddy on the trail that'll want to air down and doesn't have the equipment for it. So you can loan him some. And if you lose them, you still got the two you need, which is a good thing. There's one other thing that these type of deflators are good for, and it's one that I use a lot and uh, when I pull my XJ into the shop, it's kind of tall. And instead of getting a step stool so that I can 
do anything on it. What I do is I just screw two of these things onto the front tires and let them be. Uh, my Jeep's in the shop right now with two flat tires on the front. And that brings my Jeep with an 8-inch lift down to about stock height or nearabouts, maybe a little taller, so that I can work on the thing without having a stepladder. So that's a second use. The third type of device is uh, one that uh, hopefully Tony's going to put a picture up of now, and it's uh, the automatic tire deflator. And these things are nice. Uh, you can screw them on, get in your vehicle, drive a few feet, get out of everybody's way, and then when you uh, uh, park it, you can remove them, and your tires will automatically be down to the pressure that you have selected. Now, there's a couple of drawbacks with these. They're nice, and they've gotten relatively inexpensive. You can get them for 25 bucks up. But the problem with them is, is you've got to fiddle with them and get them all set to the correct pressure. So that means you've got to do homework before you hit the trail. The other disadvantage with them is that if you wheel in more than one type of situation and use more than one tire pressure, you're either going to have to reset the things or you're going to have to get a second set and set those. So in other words, if we were going to go up in the snow and instead of 15 pounds of pressure, I wanted to run something in the neighborhood of 8 to 10 for a, as wide a footprint as possible so that I can stay on top of the snow or on sand where I want to stay on top of the sand instead of digging holes, uh, then I have to uh, have a second set. Or if I use the ones that I have, I just let it all go down a little more and uh, use the same system. And it ends up being cheaper that way. So that if I had to recommend a setup and how much it's going to cost, I'd recommend a good tire gauge like I have, runs about 16 bucks. And with the tire deflators I have, those run about 16 bucks. Uh, throw in a few bucks worth of shipping. And for 40 bucks, you can have everything you need to air down your tires and make your wheeling experience a much more enjoyable one. Oh, that's great information, Steve. You know, I've, uh, I've thought about getting tire deflators for mine, um, it hasn't been a, a major thing since, uh, I've been having so many problems with, uh, with the rig, you know, and, uh, the overheating issue and actually being able to get out, uh, to go someplace off-roading. And, uh, we'll talk about here in a minute, uh, about the, uh, the current issues, but, uh, uh, that's interesting. You know, I thought those automatic tire deflators would be the best way to go. I didn't think about, uh, the different scenarios where you don't want that much air out of the tire the same amount out for all wheeling uh, adventures, which makes sense. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I, I've actually got one of those uh, RB uh, uh, quick deflators uh, where you screw the thing on and then you unscrew the, 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 the Schrader valve inside and you can go from you know, 30, 35 pounds down to 10 in a matter of seconds. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and talk about a quick air down. Uh, now those those Ston devices those are very reliable they are fairly accurate and they are very compact uh, nice to have uh, definitely all those all those pointers that that Steve pointed out very good advice so uh, guys any one of these devices 
picked some of them up. If you're still airing down with your keys or a thumbnail or a screwdriver, come on, it's time to step up and get yourself some good stuff. <laughs> I think uh, <clears throat> in the chat room, Steve was talking about uh, letting uh, some let, letting your buddies borrow the other two of the four of that set that he that he had. Uh, I'm yeah, thinking. Right. I'm thinking to myself. The the best way to teach them to go buy their own is to let them get a stick and do it. <laughs> That's right. Here, here's a twig. I don't want to. I don't want to sit here with a twig. Shh. <laughs> oh, it broke. <laughs> go buy a set, you cheap bastard. <laughs> yeah. So. Ah, okay. Well, anyway, that's that's pretty cool. I have to check out Amazon because, uh, damn it, I'm gonna get mine back on the road. And speaking of checking some things out, guys, before we move on, I want you guys to go check us out on iTunes, and mm -hmm. uh, we are all over the web, of course. But iTunes is where it's at. That's uh, where most of our downloads are coming from. It's where most of you guys are doing your listening from. And if you listen to the show right now, if you can hear my voice. Uh, and you haven't left us a review yet, please do so. I uh, highly encourage you guys to do it. We read these reviews online, I mean, on the air rather, and uh, whether it's constructive criticism or just a pat on the back, guys, it doesn't really matter. We get it on the air. We, we read your guys' reviews every week, but it requires you guys to leave us reviews every week. And, uh, well, we've only had a couple here in the last few weeks, and we're going to ask you guys to step up the pace a little bit. Head over to iTunes right now, give us that five-star review, and leave us a comment. And we're going to go ahead and put that on the air and, well, give you guys some credit as well. Let me read you one that uh, we uh, we read last week that I thought was really good, and it might give uh, you some uh, juices uh, to go over there and uh, I, uh, go to iTunes and uh, give us a review. Awesome XJ Podcast from MRI Meister. Great podcast. Tony and Josh have great chemistry. Uh, they also have uh, great educational segments. Uh, in other words, not what we say, but the segments that we have on that, those are educational. Those are the educational segments. In other words, Steve and John for the radio Comtech. <laughs> uh, overall great podcast. One of my favorites. I listen to everyone, but we certainly thank you for that review and all the other 41 reviews that we've received. So, you know, when we're begging for reviews, it's not like we're not getting any, we're just spoiled brats and we like getting more. <laughs> that's right yeah you know we should do something for our 100th review so uh that could be you go ahead and uh, get over to itunes right now and uh jot down your feedback and who knows you might just be that 100th one and well maybe we'll do something special for you and if you've already done a review that doesn't mean you're excluded go back and do another it's not like right. uh it's not like the shows are the same every week they they change a little bit over time right so, that's right yep yep Wow, that reminds me when my Jeep was running. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Josh, how's it going? Glad to see you got the fire going here. Well, I would have uh, let you know that I was on my way, but uh, I've had some CB issues for, for quite a little while now, and uh, I've been doing some troubleshooting over the last several wheeling trips, and when I think I've got something figured out, uh, well, the problem persists well, let and me, it pops. Let me ask you, do, are you sure you want to talk about this uh, in the public? <laughs> i just can't seem to get my communications up no um no no because yeah, no. I, I mean venereal disease is a very personal thing no, i said cb oh, not bd that <laughs> makes more sense we'll go right ahead <laughs> you didn't i had to spell it out you didn't get it <laughs> yeah exactly oh tony you're killing me uh, no, I, I've uh, you know I, I usually keep my microphone strung up over my rearview mirror, 
and yeah, uh, I like bad. it up there. It's easy to grab. It's in sight. It's mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's it's right there. And uh, it, it the problem with that is typically when I'm wheeling, it doesn't stay oh, it up bounce. there. It's, it's like a pinata. <laughs> well, yeah, it's swinging around, and and more oftentimes than not, it goes crashing into the into the passenger floorboard, into the dash, into the into the passenger door. Uh, more typically, I just keep it in my lap. Usually, when I'm uh, when I'm out wheeling, yeah, that makes sense. Um, it, well, the thing is, is it gets in the way. You're coming down a steep grade, and that mic goes flying down underneath the brake pedal, and well, bad things happen. So, and I've never really liked the idea of drilling, you know, screws, uh, screwing a uh, one of those clips into my dash. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've come up with something, uh, something else. I've got one of those retractor things um, that uh, I saw at a truck stop, and I was like, "Yep, that's going to be the perfect solution." That's it's not a bad idea. A spring-loaded cable thing, and and uh, I was going to run out into the Jeep and. And disconnect it from my microphone and, and pull it in here and, and show you guys what I'm talking about for those that that can't quite uh, uh, picture it. But we'll, basically, we'll go ahead. We'll a, wait. The, uh, are you sure? <laughs> no, uh, of course the not. Like, <laughs> right <behind> the screen. <laughs> no, <laughs> I got to see me sitting here looking at the dead screen. Uh, well, Josh is going to come back in a minute. Hey, you know yeah. what would really be cool is some of those aviation headsets with a boom mic. That would be really cool. You would be badass on the trail with a, a set of those. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you guys have got to tune into the live show. I'm actually wearing one of these right now. And oh, here, let me go ahead and just, we're going to complete the effect here. Oh, and, yes. Uh, put these on. Oh, yeah. There we go. There we go. Oh, of course, I, I screw up my microphone while I'm doing it here. All right, one second. Now, that's not regulation, putting headphones over another set of headphones, I'm thinking. No, of course not. <laughs> And of course, it's all uh, hot here in my studio, and I, I can't see out of these things now because they fogged up instantly. But, oh wow! Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, oh, let me pull these things off. There we go. Now I can hear. Yeah, your uh, head's a little smaller now. Yeah, there we go. So, <laughs> it was expanded too far. Yeah, no, this, those things are definitely cool, but uh, but no, the CB is where it's at. The problem is, is that I, the problem I've been having is that I can receive just fine. Um, but when I transmit, it sounds a little bit like I'm either underwater or it's Charlie Brown's teacher. And, uh, and so people can't hear me when I'm out on the trail, uh, which is hard uh, for me because I like to talk some smack when I'm out there and, and, and you know, uh, usually do some trolling while I'm at it. So somebody and, and says potentially dangerous, too, because you could get in a situation where you need help. And they're going, hey, Charlie Brown's teacher needs help. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, the other problem with that is uh, I'm not transmitting more than about, you know, 23 feet. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So even if uh, the guy that's, you know, up at the, the, you know, back of the uh, back of the group or up at the head of the group, depending on where I'm at in the mix uh, or the guy on the other side of the mountain or the bottom of the trail, nobody can hear me. And, and that's like you said, it's not an ideal situation. And so um, I've already had to replace my microphone once before, but that was probably my own fault. I, I got in and and uh, it fell off and broke, and it just I've been I was abusing it for too long. <laughs> um, and so I replaced it, and that one has broken. So I've replaced it now for the third and what's supposed to be the final time. I'm not going to buy another damn mic for this Jeep, I swear to God. <laughs> so uh, this one, I put that retractor thing on, and uh, whether that has fixed the problem or not, I don't know. The CB antenna that I've had has been through hell. I've had it for, geez, seven, eight years now at least. Um, back when my Jeep was not lifted, it got beat up really bad going through an underground parking garage. Um, and it, you know, thwacked those concrete, you know, pillars overhead or those concrete, uh, right. uh things overhead. And, uh, and it really got beat up. Chances are I've got, you know, it's a copper wound antenna 
Um, it's not just a steel whip. I, I probably should get one of those you know, with as hard as I am on things. Uh, see, th- people, this is why I can't have nice things. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, but uh, so that antenna um, has uh, is going to get replaced. And uh, I went out and, and I actually picked up um, uh, a new antenna uh, that I'll be putting on here very soon. And I end up going with a Fire Stick. I got the four-foot version Fire Stick 5 8 wave. Uh, a lot of guys swear by these. Now, I haven't ran a Fire Stick antenna uh, in the past. And, uh, and I just usually get the your average run-of-the-mill fiberglass uh, truck stop type antenna. And it served me pretty well. I decided, well, it's about time I step up and get something a little bit more quality. And, and went ahead and got one of these. And I'm actually showing a picture of it right now um, on, the, on the screen for our live viewers. So that's going to go ahead and get installed here very soon. The um, the microphone's already been hooked up. That uh, auto retractor has already been hooked up. Got to figure out a way to better mount that a little bit more permanently. Uh, but that'll get done here very soon as well. Uh, also coming up in the very near future, as you guys heard on a couple shows back, I've got the board out throttle body. I'm going to do a little bit of polishing on that. Yeah, that's right. I said polish. I'm going to go ahead and uh, put a little bit of rubbing compound and give the inside of that throttle body a nice mirror finish just for that extra little something something and uh and it just it doesn't need it i just want to do it why not right so uh that's on the list as well uh, there's a chance that i might go wheeling this weekend i don't know i've got a buddy who's flaked out on me now twice in a row uh so i may end up going up with or without him uh so it might be just one of those quick day trips head up there do some very very light trails because uh, I might be by myself. I don't know. I'll probably end up hooking up with another group up there and tagging along just because I don't like being by myself. Or I might just go up there uh, with a rifle and uh, throw some rounds uh, downrange out of the quarry up there and uh, have myself a little lunch on the butte. So um, all that here in the very near future. So guys, stick around for another episode of XJ Talk Show when I uh, tell you whether or not I've actually gotten to any of that stuff. <laughs> You need to uh, to fire up the Galaxy S5 when you're doing some of that stuff. Just short videos of uh, something that we could play along with uh, uh, the Chit Chat segment. You know, I need to get, you had talked about probably off the air, and, and most of the folks probably don't know, but you were going to be creating a gimbal uh, of some sorts for right. your smartphone. And and that's why I need to do it, because I, I, um, this, this spring, I actually lost my point and shoot. And so my GoPro and my Galaxy S5 are the only cameras that I've got now. So I don't really have, I mean, the, don't get me wrong. The camera in the Galaxy S5 is a great it camera. It is. It's very nice. Just make sure you but, select 1080p on it. Right, right, exactly. Um, but I, I, would like, I wouldn't mind getting another camera, another point and shoot, just to have for that sort of stuff, for taking videos out in the garage, uh, other videos out on the trail, and, you know, stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, no, I'll definitely, uh, when I'm, you know, messing around with the antenna, uh, the CB mic um, and stuff like that. And of course, the throttle body install. I always take pictures. Anytime I'm doing something on the Jeep, I at least take some pictures for the build thread. Uh, so you can count on that. No, you, 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 cer- you certainly do. I thought I would just uh, put a, a bee in your bonnet, uh, so oh, to speak, yeah. about doing the videos since we can play the videos uh, up uh, for the uh, our YouTube uh, subscribers. Now, I, I actually showed a little uh, uh, bearing that I had bought uh, on eBay. I'm sorry, on uh, Amazon. Uh, I do get on things on eBay, but this is from Amazon, and it's just a uh, a, a bearing that's used on uh, skateboards. Apparently, oh, yeah. the, apparently people wear them out because they skateboard so much, so they get these bearings, and it's it's very smooth. So when Josh says a gimbal, what he's talking about is uh, a uh, a device that lets the camera float, basically. Yeah, so that you you don't actually hold the camera, and as you're lumbering along, you don't get that shakiness. 
that you would uh, normally get with this little gimbal thing. And it doesn't have to be very big, but this would be the heart of the three-axis gimbal, this little uh, bearing so that whenever you go to turn the camera, it has a nice smooth motion to it. And also, too, you point it down, it has a nice smooth motion. It just looks better. looks more professional. So, yeah, I, uh, I got to go buy me some various size PVC pipes uh, so I can finish this up. And uh, But I got things going on with my Jeep that I got to take care of first because I ain't going off-road until my Jeep is running again. Yeah, so uh, there's some major Jeep stuff here in your very near future, isn't there? Yeah, unfortunately, the uh, the virtually brand new, I mean, every aspect of that engine was uh, that, that, that that's currently in my 98 Cherokee was replaced, uh, I think, with the exception of the uh, piston rods, um, the valve springs, and the valves. <laughs> it's about the only thing that wasn't replaced uh, in wow. this engine, and it was... Uh, uh, the block was uh, taken down to a, a reputable reputable machine shop, Magnaflux board, uh, straight line bore for the crank, the whole nine yards, uh, the uh, the head gone through completely. This was a out of a ni- 1995 uh, Jeep Cherokee, and uh, the best I can say is it was cursed because everything was done right on this engine, and it it died on me. Uh, coming home from work because uh, it's my daily driver. My 98 Cherokee is my daily driver, and it died on me. Uh, coming home one day, I was about four miles from the house when it just flat-ass quit. Uh, so, uh, you know, I could try to open that thing up and see what's going on with it and fix whatever is wrong with it, but I'm, I've am i had enough of this uh, 25,000 miles uh, on this engine. Uh, I And... and the reason why I replaced that is I wanted to get something that was a little newer, a little more horsepower, uh, and uh, I thought, you know, let's do this now instead of you know later when this engine that I'm running, you know, really has to be replaced. Let's get ahead of it, in other words, and, yeah. and, and not have uh, not have the problems that you have towards the end of the life of an engine. So none of that worked out. So <laughs> uh, Matt, best late plans. Yeah, Matt uh, Smornberg, uh, fellow admin on XJTalk.com. Uh, took apart the uh, the original 98 uh, engine that we took out that's still at his shop, took it apart, took the head off, want to look at the cylinders, uh, and uh, there's a post up on xjtalk.com with, with the pictures that he took of it. You can still see the hash marks from the uh, cylinder bores at the factory in this oh. uh, in this 98. Now, the it only had 175,000 miles on it when I took it out, but I, had a, uh, I suspected that I had a, uh, a head leak because it was running hot on the highway, it would it would increase in temperature. The longer you would run, the hotter it would get. All right. And then the other thing was there was a bit of a noise and a loss of power that would happen with it occasionally. So you know why risk it? Let's just get another engine in there. Uh, you know, put a, a nice crane cam and you know, vroom vroom, and you know, and have something kind of cool to drive. It just didn't work yeah. out that way. So uh, I had looked at buying a crate engine uh, where we would just plug that thing in there and go. Uh, I don't like the idea of somebody else building something because you always hear horror stories about it. And even if it's got a 12 month or a three year warranty, you're still down while you're waiting for another engine, (laughs) you know? So, uh, anyway, uh, the, 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 talking to Matt, uh, we decided that what we do is we'd look at that, uh, that original engine, see what it looked like do a freshening up new rings new rod bearings uh leave the bottom in alone because it was fine oil pressure was great uh new oil pump uh new lifters melling lifters because i'm not messing with the 
uh, sealed power. I think that's the ones that I had that, that started acting up on me on this engine. So uh, we're basically going to freshen up this engine and uh, and stick it in there, and uh, hopefully uh, that'll work out a lot better than uh, trying to uh, high dollar a replacement. Uh, and yes, I did think about buying a ready-built stroker to put in there too, but I was a little concerned uh, about having some uh, computer issues because uh, I wasn't too clear that you couldn't, uh, you know, that you could just throw a stroker in a 97 plus and have it have the computer uh, perform properly. So. Yeah, that's a really good point right there. And I know there's companies out there that, that do computer reflashing mm-hmm. uh, for those sort of things. But uh, again, as a daily driver vehicle, you know, sometimes turnaround on that is, is a couple of weeks or so. Um, it's just an extra step and you know, it's a project maybe best uh, left for another day. You know, all these things are great if you've got a trailer and you've got another vehicle to get back and forth to work. Uh, exactly. You know, and you can play around with these things. But this is a daily driver. It's a cool rig to, for a daily driver and off-road. But Heck yeah. it's something that you got to, you have to make the decisions that so that you can depend on it. And uh, so anyway, heading up to Conroe uh, tomorrow, uh, I'm down here in Katy, Texas, which is uh, kind of in line with Houston, going 70 miles. Triple A is going to be towing on a flatbed trailer, or actually on a flatbed wrecker, my 98 uh, Cherokee, all the way to Conroe. 70 miles. Oh. It's well within the 100-mile limit. So at yeah, 8 a.m., they're going to be here to pick it up, and I'm going to be following them all the way to Conroe tomorrow. Outstanding. Well, looking forward to next week when we hear how that ended up turning out and whether Tony uh, ended up getting his Jeep back or it's still in pieces. It's so, probably going to uh, be a week or so because uh, the, the goal for tomorrow is to get that other engine together. We got all the pieces necessary uh, to get it going, I believe. Uh, some of the parts were sent okay. up to Matt's house. Uh, some of them I have here with me. going to take them up there. My goal is to personally get this engine together uh, get the cylinders honed, get everything put together with uh, uh, Matt's watchful eye to make sure that I'm doing, uh, crossing all the I's and dotting all the T's so that I can uh, uh, claim that I was the one that, one that rebuilt this engine. So this time, if it blows up, it's my fault. Nothing but your fault. Yeah, I've been bragging actually, rights right there. Well, actually, I'm sure it's my fault anyway with the way I drive it because I drive it like <laughs> it's stolen. <laughs> Well, I'd like to personally thank Steve 4.3 LXJ for another awesome Jeep tips. I'd like to thank all you guys uh, for, well, tuning in every week and and making sure that you're telling a friend and spreading the word about the XJ Talk Show. Uh, Make sure you guys check check us out on Facebook, Twitter, at XJ Talk Show, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn.com, of course, iTunes. We are on YouTube uh, broadcasting both there and over at XJTalkShow.com live every Thursday, 10 p.m. Central. Don't forget, guys, our entire show archive available for free over at xjtalkshow.com. So until next week, this is Tony. And this is Josh. You guys have a great Jeep week. See ya.